Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 521. Lindsay's having fun uh, looking at some auctions right I am. now. I am. And you we're finding out there is a lot of interesting stuff. Yes. you, you Nerdy you, stuff. You brought up a subject at the end of the podcast that piqued my interest. I just say for people right now, go to, what's the website? Uh there, it's Heritage Auctions, but their website is ha.com. Ha, com. <laughs> <laughs> Good for them. Yeah. Good for them for getting that domain. <laughs> Go check out some cool nerdy stuff they got up for auction right oh, now. Oh, yeah. Right now they have something called the Wednesday Comic Art and Animation Selection Auction. They have the Wawa Collection, which looks like it has like Spider-Man comics and stuff in it. They have a Garbage Pail Kids and Wacky Packs Trading Card Games Auction. <laughs> Magic cards, all kinds of fucking crazy stuff on here. But beyond that, we uh, reviewed some cool comics. We did. We both, did. Both pretty cool. I think so. Some good discussions. Sometimes I feel like we'll read comics, we'll review them, meaning we'll like talk about what happened in the comic, and then that's kind of where it ends. But these were actually like nice mm-hmm. discussions about the books. And we got into a lot of uh, what's going wrong with Marvel TV and what they might again, be doing right. Again. This is an hopefully. ongoing topic here I at mean, Junk on Comics. Now that the writer's <laughs> strike is hopefully over, maybe we get yes. better news with some yep. better shows. One can only hope. Yes. Uh, but until then, we got this podcast for you to listen to. So grab a cold one and enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 521, that famous Def Leppard song. That what? Famous Def, Def Leppard song? song? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't just going to say it. (laughs) So as I was telling you, some of the pets that I've seen in these classrooms as subbing. Yep. Showed you the tortoise. Yep. Uh, there was a hedgehog. Oh, fun. Not named Sonic, and it was had rabies or something. What? This thing was mean. It, it had rabies? It, not really, but oh. it was mean. I was like, like they have those in a school? <laughs> that seems the, unsafe. But what the kids told me, which I probably shouldn't repeat, but they, because I was like, oh, that's cool. Does it come out? And they're like, yeah, sometimes the teacher lets it roam around the, the class and everything. And then one kid's, yeah, but it nipped me last year. <laughs> bit my toes or something i was like oh dang but then i was trying to kind of maybe touch it pet it but it did not want to come out of its little blanket so yeah. i was trying to get it out of its blanket and it was hissing at me uh, and it did not want to come yeah yeah but then I, there's geckos in rooms and uh those things uh did you have class muddy pets? mud skippers oh mud skippers those yeah. weird couple of kids found those giant in the woods tadpole there. looking things yeah. with legs yeah um yeah no i no. think maybe a bunny but not for the whole year because it probably died and probably. i don't know don't know what happened to it yeah i feel like we had a lot of classroom pets especially in like middle school science classes there were always pets in that class nothing hedgehoggy though yeah so I, i've been enjoying yeah the the fifth and sixth grade now after it makes sense i mean i can relate to the kids however no there was this is <laughs> okay about right some some little kid came up to me and said donald drew this for you and it was of a middle finger so <laughs> i was kind of like 
I'm a cool. I, I left it for the teacher to take care of. I was going to be like, I think it was in bad form. Like yeah. not as you, but didn't, I, you didn't go Donald, no, but Donald. But I, but I had thought though, like Donald. Personally, I thought it was funny. I know that's that. That's, that's why, why I'm I didn't like... want to punish. I let the teacher punish. I'm the cool substitute. You can't draw a middle finger back. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Unfortunately, Even though I thought it, there yeah. was something. Oh my God, there's some things that these kids say. That thank God, I do somehow. I have a filter because I never thought I did in life. But yeah, it's probably around these good kids. As but I thought of some good comebacks teacher. to be like. Man, I'd get some phone calls from your moms if you repeated yeah. that. You're so. not listen. The, this job that you have is keeping you afloat. Let's not uh, put that at risk by, <laughs> yeah, having the entire Grand Rapids school system ban you. <laughs> Just because I smack talk back a, yes. a kid. <laughs> no. Even though it, odds are it probably wouldn't be like you probably wouldn't make them cry, right? And my guess is your comeback would be along the same uh, <laughs> line as theirs. Yeah. <laughs> Although, listen, middle schoolers are the worst humans on the planet. Right. I, will, <laughs> I, I mean, I will say this. One kid said I look like Peter Griffin. And so I had already mispronounced his name accidentally. And then he corrected me. And then I just said his name, how I mispronounced it back. And yeah. the kids laughed at that. Peter so. Griffin? I was like, he has hair. That's what I said. He has hair and no beard. Yeah. And then they reminded me, though, of the, the one episode where he had the bird, uh, in, bird his in his beard. beard. And I go, okay, but that was me last year with my beard. <laughs> you guys didn't even know me then. <laughs> oh. And it's there's no, I took all the bird poop out of it before <laughs> I came here. I'll have you know. <laughs> but uh, let's get into some comic books. Okay. I wanted, did you read anything? Because I, I know I told you what I was going to read. I did, I and I read that. that. Okay. Did you read anything else? Though? I did. I read Fish Flies by Jeff Lemire. Would you like to talk about that first? I will talk about that first. Um, so as everyone who has followed this podcast for any length of time knows, I fucking love Jeff Lemire. And honestly, I don't, I've don't. i never read a thing from him that I was like, eh. There are some that are greater. Like... The one with the little robot boy, the name I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, I can't. Uh, <sighs> down under something. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Trillium actually is the thing that sticks in my head the most because that comic was fucking weird and I loved it. But Fish Flies. So, Fish Flies, Tony, if you don't know what Fish Flies are, are what we in Michigan refer to as Mayflies. Okay. So they're the flies that come off the water for like a week every year and then die. But there's like, and we don't really get them here, but somehow we refer to that. We know about them and we refer mm -hmm. to them as mayflies. In Ohio and Essex County, where Jeff Lemire is from, they refer to him as fish flies. He's from Ohio? Yeah, he's from Essex County. Oh, hence, now I hate him a little bit. Hence he, his comic book, Essex County. <laughs> um. But in uh, in Canada, they refer to them as something else, and I can't remember what it is. But the only time I've actually ever experienced the Mayfly situation myself was when I went and stayed in Putin Bay, which is in Lake Erie. Mm -hmm. um, and it was when the Mayflies were out, and we you 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 putts around Putin Bay because it's an island on a golf cart. 
and we went into like the town part where everyone parties and it was mayflies galore and when you drive you just drive into swarms of them and they like get all up in your face and your mouth and stuff and it's it, we looked like just like a bunch of crazy bitches <laughs> flailing around and screaming on a golf cart driving through town but it's disgusting because there's so many of them and they're everywhere and they then they all die so then you you have the corpses of them okay. rotting everywhere. And because they come, they're born in the water, they come out of the water, they smell like fish. So when they're around, they smell like fish. And then when they die, they smell like rotting fish. <laughs> and there's, I'm not kidding, blankets of them everywhere. So this is a true story. So this is based on his experience with these. The story itself is not true. But as he was, um, as he was... He actually wrote this comic book originally for some sort of online newsletter serial thing that I think it, the name of it was, hold on, let me get there. No, there we go. Um, uh, Substack. Okay, yep, that rings a bell. It was like a newsletter you would get that would have like comic book strips yeah in it and they would pay artists like to do like ongoing stories in in Substack. So he started this book actually in Substack and then decided um so his his story for Essex County, his comic book Essex County actually has gotten picked up for a television show and he's been working on that and while he was kind of like in between moments on that show, he started turning this into like a full comic book but the way he's doing it is instead of doing the normal 23 24 page he's doing bi-monthly um so the full thing is going to be 203 230 pages long or something like that uh three i'm sorry 350 pages long but he's doing 64 page issues every other month okay i assume that's what he means by bi-monthly yeah because that could also that mean makes... two a month, right? But I can't imagine. I don't imagine. think he could do two a month. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he's planning on putting them all out like that and then maybe doing a collection at the end. But anyway, the story starts when he went back to Essex County and visited this gas station. And while he was there, it was during the time when the fish flies were there. So okay. he had to walk across the parking lot and like crunch, 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 crunch over this blanket Ugh. of insects on the ground. And while while he was there, he got the idea for this story. So the story actually starts with three boys who had gotten some money from their parents, and they were going to go buy some ice cream from the the Local gas station. Okay. And there were a bunch of fucking fly fish flies all over, and the boys decided it was too gross to walk across. Except they dared the one boy to do it barefoot. And they would give him 20 bucks. So he okay. was like, fuck yeah, I'll take 20 bucks. And he did it. Would you do that at that time? Uh, no. No, even then? For 20 no. bucks? When you're no. Like, I mean, I think it's disgusting and I wouldn't now. But yeah. if someone offered me 20 bucks, I would probably say, oh. No. I, I would do it now. I would do it now. That's the funny part. I would oh. do it as an adult. Oh. I don't know that they were dead yet at this point. I think they were still alive. Oh. Yeah. Ew. Um. <laughs> So he does it. <laughs> he does it for the 20 bucks. And he was like, give me the fucking money. He doesn't say fucking. He is like, give me the money first and then I'll do it. And he does. And he gets into the gas station. Spoiler, spoilers. The second issue just came out. So I feel like it can be a little spoily on the first one. Um, 
there is a robbery that's happening when he gets into the gas station. And the guy that is robbing the gas station is like clearly totally tweaked out. Anyway, long story short, he ends up shooting the kid. So starts kind of sad, but they don't show it. They, they like flash forward to this guy who was robbing the store, like waking up in a cornfield. And then this super weird, like he stumbles into a barn, falls asleep. And then the super weird girl stumbles upon him in the barn and covers him up with hay, clearly with the intention that she's going to come back to talk to him later. <laughs> and she does. And they've set it up that she's like, she is a weirdo. She's like the kid that everyone makes fun of. She's always got snot running down her face. Like she's one of those yeah. kids. Like when I say that you picture the kid, we all had one of those kids in school with us. Just always fucking snot. Like Luna and Harry Potter. Where did it come from? Why is there always snot running down your face? Yeah. And then always using the back of the hand to wipe okay, it. Okay, I guess not. My no, Luna thing. was weird. Yeah, I was going to say she was weird, but yeah, yeah. I'm now picturing yeah, what you are you, throwing you, down that. When I say that, you yeah. know exactly who I'm talking yep. about. So, um, she, so she comes back later. The guy wakes up and she promises to hide him. She tells him people are looking for him because when they went to school, they got the news that a kid got killed and they all got sent home early. Um, and I feel like I don't really want to spoil the ending ending of it, but like he gets punished, I don't know, by God, by the flies, by the world for what he did, by for killing this little kid, but he doesn't die. Something happens to him, but... The girl is very excited about the thing that happens. I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like I want to talk about it, but I don't really want to spoil it. Just read it. Okay. I can't wait for the next issue just came out as we're doing this recording, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> I don't have enough time to read it. Um, but it is very – It's to me, it's – so the last Jeff Lemire I read was May's book, where the guy was looking for his daughter who he thought had died – and he was following the red string from mm-hmm. the sweater. Um, which oh, was, yeah. Yeah. Which was very good. But this, to me, is definitely more Essex County, Trillium, sort of that sort of Jeff Lemire vibe. So I'm excited to keep going on this one. Well, it's good to hear. Yeah. Now to the book that I'm very excited for. But okay. I kind of want you to start off because I want to hear your honest thoughts before I I mean, I'll be honest with some things, too, that I didn't like, but I'm loving it. And it is Gods. Yes. G-O-D-S. G dot O dot D dot S. All capitals. Yes. From Marvel. Number one. Uh, Jonathan Hickman. Yep. Valerio Schiede. And <laughs> Marte Grecia. This is a long book, so I'm not quite there where, where the title page is yet. Yeah, I was just oh, reading the front yeah. page. Oh, Valerio. Shiti, yeah. Shiti. Because <laughs> I didn't even remember where the title page is. I know, it's a couple pages in. Okay, so because I don't really read a ton of Marvel, like I started reading this and I was like, am I supposed to know who this guy is? No. Okay, he's a new he's character. He's new, yep. Okay. I, I gathered that when I got a little bit further in the book. I was like, I feel like with the sort of power that he has, I would have heard about him if he was a character before. But it also makes me question, like, if he's been around this whole time and Stephen Strange knows him, 
why haven't we heard about him before? Mm-hmm. Um, so we're talking about his name. They call him Win. Yep. Right. He has Constantine vibes for sure. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> But he also has a fucking streak in his hair like Stephen Strange does or like Rogue or something. I don't know. But so he just pops up at the beginning and I'm like, <sighs> that's and that is one of my well, one of my criticisms, as you said, with the streak and everything there. It there wasn't too much to differentiate him from Stephen Strange. Right. Stephen's got two on the sides. Well, this guy's got just the one. But like the he's a magic user, yeah. like also Sorcerer Supreme. But then there's this guy that we haven't heard of, but right. they know of each other. So he seems to be more powerful than Steven. Yeah. So, yes, they're inserting some new Char- a bunch mi- of new characters. Mythos like. yeah. that has kind of. Well, that's the whole point of this, too, though. This stuff has been going on in the Marvel Universe. We will get some backstory through this, what that all means. Right. But it's also, I think. This is one of those secret war resetting the universe things. Right. So which he, we'll get into. So the, basically this book starts at the end of the book and then goes back to the beginning of the book. And then at the end of the book kind of just repeats the first three pages and of I the didn't, book. I like that, but also I didn't think they needed to repeat that many. Uh, yeah. It was basically they just repeated the pages and then they added on. Yeah. Right. But I guess when they added on, I was like, all right, I can see why they wanted to go back to remind us. Right. That's where it started. I sometimes don't like when we have these books kind of like that. Yeah. But whatever. They started this mystery in it where they didn't even need to because there's the mystery with his girlfriend telling the story. Right. And I don't know. Can can we just say this first page, though? Really, I really like this. This whatever this thing is that's happening. Oh, the oh the way they made the basically the like the light refracting and stuff I just like thought that. it's a beautiful scene. Yeah, they did the coloring on this is really good. Yeah. Um I honestly thought before they explained who he was, because they kept calling him Wynn, that he was Jason Wingard. Is that the name? That sounds familiar about right. Wasn't he in the um He's X Men. He was he was in the fucking not the Brotherhood. Um, oh my god, Emma used to be in it too. Uh, uh, Hellfire Club. Yeah, yeah. And then they get to the point where they show his his girlfriend. Oh yeah, Mastermind. Yeah. So I for for a minute there I was like, is this just him? And that's just what they're calling him now because I could see the hair. Yeah, definitely. Right. And then they get to his girlfriend in the bar, and I was like, is that just a new Emma Frost? Because of her outfit, I was like, well, maybe this is Jason then. And But it's not. It's not. <laughs> I did think when they were, when they had the hand first and everything, I was getting Emma yeah. vibes. and I mean, down to, like, she was wearing the, the white lipstick mm-hmm. and, like, and then I was like, okay, this is not Emma. This is clearly not Emma Frost. So but. they, I will say this. There has been some teases about this, and I don't know if they were – pages ripped out of this or they were made for some of the the other books but reading the x-men books now which hickman obviously had a big part in making um along with this at the same time there's been some snippets of information about what gods is going to be and again there was a couple like full-on page panels that again i don't know if they were made directly for the x-men book or if they were just like this is a teaser for this upcoming issue right 
but the way that they're put out, I felt like they were original for those books that I read. In which case, I learned there's two factions going on within the universe. And I hope this doesn't spoil anything, but it's already been out in books. Listen, fucking spoilers. Let's just say it. Spoilers. You know you guys know we spoil shit. If you're I mean, listening to this too. podcast. But But there's two spoilers. there's two uh opposing forces of a magic side and like almost like a hive mind robotic AI side. Okay. Is um, this happening in other books? Or this are you talking about the, this book? The information for gods. Okay. That's what I was learning about. Okay. In the centrum um that they call them, I believe. Uh what she's going to the be part of. Ours? Yes. Yeah. There's a hundred of them. And I think they even explained at the end of this too. Yeah. Or there was a hundred of them and now they've been kind of decimated There's down. Two. There's some other opposing forces going on within the books. But over the years, these two groups have been really the backbone of everything that's happened within the Marvel mythos. Yeah. Okay. He's over a thousand years, as she yeah, says. Right. For what he's been doing, and obviously this post has been something that other people have had before him. So he's an avatar. Yeah. So these people are basically. So let's let's start at the beginning. They're her her the centivars, which is what his girlfriend. I don't fucking remember what her name is, Nico or something like that. Um, she's been offered a position as an avatar for a god, and he is an avatar on Earth for a god, and. His God is the powers that be. And the position that she's been offered is for under the natural order of things. So these are the names of the gods. Well, that's kind of the going. Yes. Which is obviously fucking a very Marvel thing to do. Mm -hmm. And they're so so the avatars are meant to keep the gods from warring by keeping the peace between the gods. Although it sounds like between the natural order of things and the powers that be, there's never really been peace. Which is kind of a part that I don't want to get into of some specifics of some plot details of this, but I thought the way that, yeah, they also showed that as a personal side to some of these characters was kind of interesting. Yeah. Sad, but interesting. And exactly how it kind of goes about, too, later on, even within this story and Mm -hmm. what I can only imagine this book in, in general. Yeah. But yes, there's the hundred versus the one. There's magic versus technology. But one of the other things that I'd learned in the X books or the snippets that I saw of this was each side, though, has someone also looking as like a right hand person to what they're doing to make keep them in check, which is why Wynn has his little assistant, which is part of the robot side. Mm -hmm. So he has, I believe, or the what was that? That's the powers that be. Yes, he's the powers yeah. that be. Yep. Has, I believe, something checking on them as well. Again, if that comes up or if that was just something that I read online of things, but I swear I read it in the X books. Again, it just gives some more. Yeah. What's going on? Who are these key players? And what are they all about? But speaking of his sidekick, I really, he's really funny. liked him. He was, I like him a lot. He was Dimitri, I think. Um, something, something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I never the whole the whole interaction at the beginning. So like it starts with the, the end of the story and then it flashes 10 years forward, which is when 
Wynn and his girlfriend, who has been offered this position as an avatar, as a centivar or whatever. Um, well, wife. Are, me- are they married? Yeah, for okay, five that's years. Right, that's right. That's... Yep. Six, six years, five good ones. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and she's expecting to meet him in a bar. He's late. Um, but then they flash to what he's doing, and he's he's going after these this this these magic users because yeah, just the the longs what's yes. going on, and it just it's it felt like really good writing. Yes, for the characters to um, feel authentic uh, of who they are, kind of like a I'm gonna fib a little bit, but hey, boss, this is what really happened. Right. Or let's let's let the audience know. Yes what really went on and i i really dug that and the 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 guy that is like it, it's interesting because he is dimitri or whatever his name is is his it seems like he's his an assistant but he doesn't really help a lot he's no, basically yeah. just like here's some information and then he just kind of he's very like honestly it like i could imagine connor in that position because he's very like i mean here's what i know otherwise fuck off i'm not going to help you <laughs> i mean and they really established early that Wynn knows what he's doing. He is who oh he God. is because, and I don't even want to touch what happens in this, but the way that it comes about happening authentically, uh, interlaced with the big battle of this story. Well, I think, so let's, let's, t- let's not give it away, but let's talk about it a little bit. So the, 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 the of the story, right? The, the, the peak of the story is that, there is an avatar who everyone thought was dead of a god who has come back and is going to release elder gods into the world by opening a portal that AIM controls. Okay. Right? I'm getting some theories now of some past god stuff, but okay. Um, And because of the way he's done it, it's it takes a ton of people to come and like battle it. It's not just magic users. It's like the smart people working on the tech to close the portal and, and, and a bunch of other people. Um, so that is happening. There's a ton of people battling this one guy, battling back these, these elder gods that are trying to break through, trying to close the portal and win just leaves. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. Well, this obviously like something else is happening because you, he doesn't just leave the battle and then the story goes on and mm. then all these people die. But then he goes, he basically goes on this journey. Again, and that's all I just want to say of it. Yes. It was just, it felt authentic for what but, it was. But, but I want to, I want to explain what I mean by journey and not in detail. I just want to be like, it was the most relaxed, nonchalant sort of journey through realms and like, that that it it made it feel like the intensity of what was happening that everybody else was amped up about and the way he was handling things were so on the opposite ends of the spectrum that like you really got the feeling just from that that he fucking knows what he's doing like he f- knows what he's doing yeah a lot and that's the part where i'm like well if this guy's been around for a thousand years, this is the first time we're hearing about him. Like I get Jonathan Hickman created the character and that's why we're the because nothing spilled over to the Avengers and stuff that was really needed. I don't know, man, we've gotten so much Dr. Strange shit throughout the years. Well, that's because Dr. Strange could take care of some of that (laughs) stuff. He was on the same path as, as Wynn was, which I thought was an interesting thing to bring. 
yeah, story. that that Doctor Strange is not he's also, incompetent. Yeah. He's yeah, he's on the of kind like of mine. on the same level. Yeah, yeah. So, it, it, I thought that was all very well done, well told, well drawn. Just the feeling that you got of like this. They what did they call it? A Babel Babylon event. Yeah, like literally, this was going to end the world. But and so the panic that and the people who actually died in this battle and how like they didn't think it was gonna like bad shit was gonna happen and then on the other side in the other story that's happening there's Wynn who's just kind of sauntering around with gathering trinkets that's <laughs> 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 what it seems like um, so that I thought that was a really good way to kind of explain who he was as a person, how much knowledge he has, how much power he has, but also he's still kind of a whiny bitch. Oh, yeah, very much <laughs> he's so. He's still a bit emo. <laughs> and, well, yeah, there's, I feel, reasons why, but also... Well, definitely, yeah. everyone has a reason to be emo. <laughs> Overall, though... I just thought it was well written. I didn't realize it was going to be a huge issue. I know. It was an expensive one, too. Yeah. It's like I, a $10 book. And I don't know. I can't imagine that's how the rest of this series is going to be. But I think definitely. If the they sh- were all this good, this well written, and this action packed, mm-hmm. and this informative, I would pay $10 well, that's for the thing, a book. I see what the time. story they had to tell with this needed to be this long to kind of really right. introduce these people. So I'm cool with a normal. 23 pages the next month the next month if it keeps you know keeps going in a right well written direction there's gonna be eight issues so if each of them is but i mean who knows they could be this in depth uh how many pages was this does it tell me 58 or something it It read really fast also and i don't want to give away how he resolved the issue but that move with the book, I guess is all I'll say, so that Tony understands the reference that I'm referring to, felt very much like a D&D sort of move oh, to me. I, yeah. Like. I was kind of like, that's awesome. I know. I was like, <laughs> oh my God. It's crazy that that thing exists, that it worked. That. <laughs> so I was a little afraid that you might be hating on this because you wouldn't have known or you'd be like, I don't really care but I'm kind of here, glad to hear that you were hooked. Kind yeah, of. and li- that's what that's what a good writer and a good artist can do. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know much of, and I don't know, are these gods that you have heard about before? Is all of this new to you? Some of so me being a big Marvel fan of that stuff, right? A lot of the besides these new characters and their perspective, people. No clue about any of that, but right. like Living Tribunal, sure. um, you know, some other mentions in there. That stuff I know because I've read Doctor Strange or Fantastic Four or a lot of things that have involved the gods. But yeah, a lot of this is all new that I'm curious to see how it fits in. And like, I, I I'm okay with the cool retconning of these have always been. What I always hate of retcons is. Oh, but so and so was really the mother, or oh, right. so like switching lineages and stuff like that always just seems dumb to me. Looking at you, Thor writers, um, <laughs> I think he's now on his third incarnation of who his mom is. But regardless of all that, I'm cool with new characters having been around on the outskirts. I mean, DC's done it too with the 
well, hell, after uh, Blackest Night, when then they started going uh, all the lanterns with the spectrum right. wall and stuff, yeah. that stuff adds some mythos, which also doesn't rewrite what happened sure. before. It just kind of says, oh, this other thing happened. We didn't know about it, but here it is. Right. So, I don't know. I'm all about this. And uh, you know how much I love Hickman. Yes. Did you know, like, is the <clears throat> the villain of this story did is that a new character too or is that someone i can only imagine like i was really trying to look at the mask he was wearing and what yeah. that meant um masks came up earlier in a scene too that i felt like as masks a big part of this and who it is but as also the natural order of things and not and being a dead god it started making me think of uh some of the books before um Chaos War was a big one um, when I was reading, uh, I think it was Incredible Hercules, but when I was reading a lot of the Hercules books with Amadeus Cho, which I was happy to see him mentioned within the pages here. He was one of the science side. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> he hulked out, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He then yeah, yeah became a Hulk. Um, and Stephen Strange is also, from what Hickman said, is going to be part of this, but side part of it. Mainly, it's going to be our new main characters. But some of the dead god, or a dead god, I was thinking of what happened within this chaos war of those books that also had to deal with the Thor books, too. And, um, yeah, this guy, uh, Amatsu Mikaboshi, the Chaos King, was a big mm. uh, god in the Marvel Universe who okay. then ate up a bunch of gods. Eventually, he got killed, too. Okay. And that's someone that I was kind of thinking, oh, chaos... If sure. this is something bringing chaos back. But then also I remember, too, uh, a lot of gods got uh, killed by Gore the God Butcher as well. Yeah, so it could be yeah. that side. So now I have to start kind of looking back on my lore of what's going on. I also know Living Tribunal has been killed, but I think he's back now. But if well, he's not... Uh, he, the, the bad the, guy took his staff, which was under watch... So then what if this is the Living Tribunal coming back to life and, yeah. oh, maybe I've secretly figured it out. Well, they, t they talked about this guy like they knew who he was, the proto-mage. Oh, well, well Cubis, he's got a name, though. Cubis, Cubis Core. Yeah. And I meant to look that up uh, mainly because that kind of uh, reminds me of Cosmic Cube. Mm. Do they mention who his god is in this? Because I don't think he's not a god. He seems like he is also an avatar. And I think at one point in time he mentions. Oh, like, yeah. that He's an avatar. He's a, a mage or something. But it doesn't say. I it mean, didn't say of who of is. Who. Yeah. But I don't know. Uh, I just think. Uh, didn't the Cosmic Cube then become a Beyonder? I believe in oh, one of the I old. I have no idea. Yeah. See, I'll have to read now that I've read this, and I just read this yesterday. I don't have. I mean, I'll have to reread my lore to right start having some better theories. Because again, there's been changes in the Marvel mythos in the last couple of years that I may have missed. But yeah, I really like this book. It was good, and I'll say this: it's sometimes it's hard to hop into an event in a Marvel event, yeah. especially if you don't con consistently read Marvel and that might throw people off. So like you see this come out, you see it's a new event. You may not think that you want to pick it up because you have no idea what's been going on in any of the other Marvel books. Like me, I haven't read a fucking Marvel book in a while. I, you hop right into this. 
if you have kind of an idea of, of how things have happened in the history of Marvel, I think that's all you really need because the characters are all new. You're coming at to it yeah. from the same point as people who have read all of the books up to this date. So definitely check it out. I think if you haven't read anything Marvel in a while, this might be a good one to just pick up. It's eight issues. So it's not like the X-Men with Jonathan Hickman where it's just going to keep going and going and going and going and going. It's eight and done. Mm -hmm. So low commitment. So far, high return. We'll see. It's only issue one. Yeah. But it is Jonathan Hickman. So I feel pretty confident it's probably going to maintain throughout. Yeah. Well, moving on to news, I'm I'm really mad because it's one of those things people read headlines first. Very few people actually read the stories. Right. I read the actual stories to make sure I know what that I'm it's talking not about. Like just a clickbait. Because this clickbaited me, I was so happy to talk about this at the beginning of real science. Like, let's look at the real world. Because the title is NASA's unprecedented new asteroid sample includes a. Tr- Treasure chest of extraterrestrial material. Okay. Well, I was anything thinking, that's not of Earth is extraterrestrial. I know, but I was thinking this is some, like, organic stuff in there. Okay. Uh, well, here's the thing. They, they've they only looked at the outside of the sample, and that quote is not part of, like, the rest. Treasure chest of extraterrestrial is a separate thing, quote, from unprecedented in the oh. title. Because that was just a thing of maybe there's a treasure chest of stuff in there of organic material. So, again, fuck you news sites for <laughs> getting my hopes up to talk about real aliens. Yeah. That's all I was like. And maybe they do find it. And then it's, that is a big thing of we found life in this asteroid, which means there has to be life somewhere. That would be huge news. But we can't bring that to you today. Nope. Nope. But it is a great day to be a wrestling fan is it yeah both promotions are doing great uh vince mcmahon what do you mean by promotions both so wwe and aew are the big ones i mean connor connor went and saw aew when they were in town yeah just the other weekend yeah wanted to go but yeah had other plans he has no money oh oh. okay okay or that too Uh, to be (laughs) fair tony usually does find somebody to buy tickets for yeah and I could have gone if um but anyways, yeah, both both places have have been doing great lately just in overall stories of what they're doing. Uh AEW though is having some really good awesome Sting is there and he's still wrestling. Oh, and, the wrestler Sting. Yeah. Old school. I thought you meant the Sting. Oh. <laughs> I was like, Sting? That's weird. You do know the fun fact, right? That uh, Sting the wrestler owns the name Sting. Oh, really? Trademark. So how does Sting the singer? He, he pays him a dollar each year. Yeah, he wow. Because st- they came out about the same time, but wrestler Sting did it, and he's not a dick, so he just a dollar a year to make the official transaction. Right. That Sting could be Sting then huh. too. Interesting. The more you know. Yeah. But anyways, uh, Edge just debuted uh, the other week, Fucking aka Edge. Adam Copeland. So he's one of my favorites. Yeah, so he's, he's Edge. I don't know. I'm not gonna get into all wrestling thing. I'm just saying. But last night they had uh, one of the major AEW shows going against NXT, and because of that, both brands were putting up like title shots and big announcements to try to outdo each other. Because right now, the wrestling nights are different nights, okay. so they don't compete each other for ratings in one night. So last night was a big 
battle because one of them had to switch days because of some other sports, something being on the programs. I just wanted to mention AEW. It's a good place uh, to be right now for those stories, especially because also Vince McMahon seems to have been kind of booted from anything good officially Again, doing. Hopefully, well, it's it's, time for it's, good. it's not official, but it's been internally pretty much said Triple H is in control of creative. Yeah. There hasn't been much heard from events, so maybe they Did he quietly... actually go into witness protection instead of just pretending that his mustache was his witness <laughs> yeah. protection? I don't know. I don't like that dude. Most people don't like him as a person, but I can't hate WWE for him. I just want him out of there. Right. And I'm happy that it sounds like. I think one of the best things that ever. So I remember I was actually still kind of watching wrestling when the whole Triple H and Stephanie McMahon thing was going oh, yeah. down. And there's been so many times in wrestling where that shit has been fake. Well, that was fake at first. They. Right. Uh, but I'm saying, that's what that. I'm saying. I'm saying like the fact that it ended up being like a real thing that has stood the test of time yeah, is crazy is like pretty impressive. Also, I have to give them that. Yeah, that's it. That's okay. just, just that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, with good things, let's get into Marvel TV. Oh, okay. Opposite end of the spectrum. So, Marvel has just fired the Daredevil writers and the directors of Daredevil Born Again. Okay, which hasn't come out yet or been It's in the yet. middle yeah. of No, it's they've been filming have some they? things, but there's been lots of talks of now or last week there was talks of what direction they wanted to go in. Uh it seemed like they were going in a lawyer procedural for this. Yeah, again, that's what I was saying. And Nobody pe- wants that out of their Daredevil. No, I want a little bit of that. They tried that with She-Hulk to mixed results. I feel like there was a lot of people who liked She-Hulk, but there was a lot of people who But that was that like was meant She-Hulk. to be a comedy, though. Sure. And I'm fine with that being its own thing. Yeah. They can do... I feel like the Daredevil but, show... But I don't want... That's that what I don't want Daredevil. That they did on Netflix exactly. was fucking awesome. And that was one of the big points that they were realizing... That they needed to now, like, steer the ship correctly after, again, what the fuck have you been doing these last couple of months having seen this? And I've just now found out one of the reasons why. And this could have been full news to everyone else, but they've had movie directors being showrunners on these Disney TVs. You can't do that. And that's where I'm like, oh, that's two different styles of thinking. And no wonder some right. of these things have shit the bed. Some sometimes directors can cross over like that. Oh yeah, and some people TV are smart, to, and there's yeah. other people I could see, yeah, doing that. But whatever Disney did, Lois Bitter was not the right move. So they've said now going forward, all their shows are going to be produced by TV showrunners. Good, those people can kind of see this inconnectivity uh, of different stories and serialized things but that it took this long and that's part of the problems that they found out uh that they've now released about secret invasion as well why it was so terrible yeah because they had uh tv uh, directors who then thought this and then thought it should go this story to then hiring some tv showrunners a lot of hands in the cookie jar yeah but the first episode of loki season two came out 
Actually, and that and that I found that quite enjoyable. Very, well, again, it seems like they they have some people that know. Yeah. Not every you know show sucks, but four out of five suck. You have one good, really good winner, and Loki was a banger. It was. It was real good. Um, I wasn't sure what to expect just because of my increasing disappointment and the stuff they they Marvel's been putting out. I was not getting my hopes up, and maybe that way it's why it was so good. I don't know. I guess people can weigh in on whether it was actually good or not. Uh, but I feel like it was. And listen, K K K Hui Kwan, yeah, uh, oh, fucking revelation, man! What a great character. I liked his Ouroboros, yeah, as it's the snake eating circle of how that interaction went, full circle, mm-hmm. um, getting kind of a sense of how time travel works there right. is a bit of back or not back to future uh, uh two other guys uh oh bill and ted yeah <laughs> it probably sounded terrible through <laughs> the mic <laughs> trying to do air guitar <laughs> but where you do something in the past could then affect the future later oh my god every single time they were like we don't <laughs> his character or or boris obi uh <laughs> um like Loki got put back in time and and asked him for something, and then Owen Wilson asked for the same thing in the current timeline, and and his character was like, "Oh, we don't have that." And then like, "Oh wait, actually, yeah, I think we do have that." <laughs> it just I don't know. Great interactions. Um, I can almost kind of see where it might be going, just slightly for some things. But even then, I'm here for the ride. It's not a terrible thought process. Uh, I think he's the one that trims himself um, yeah. through time travel shenanigans. But, hey, if that's blatantly what it's telling us and it's something else, sweet. But if it is, cool, too. Um, really curious about Sylvie. Yep. What happens there? There's, just, there's a lot of interesting stuff that they they definitely gave me a lot of questions mm-hmm. to ponder. Mm-hmm. And yep. yep. We'll see what happens. They're apparently they've they've teased the reset point because the plan is to reset the Marvel universe using this show. So we'll see what happens. I think it's I think it will tie a lot into the new movies. I mean, but Secret Wars I think is where it's going to really yeah reset. But you did go on to the good thing. You, you missed one thing. I still want to stick with the bad stuff. Okay. So. It's just more of a, I, I don't know what's going on with them because Agatha, the Darkhold, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, Coven of Darkness, whatever they're calling this now. Um, I read this thing of fan favorites going to debut on it. And I was like, ooh, I wonder who this is. Jennifer Kale. I had to look up who that is. Do you know who that is? Is that the actress's name? No, no, that's that's the, the character in Marvel. Jennifer Kale with yep. a C or a K? K. Nope, no idea. Um, Listen, I wouldn't have known if it was a C either. I don't know why I asked that. <laughs> I mean, looking looking up who it is, I have no recollection. I guess she'd been at one point part of X Force, Ghost oh. Rider, fan favorite, man huh? thing. Again, Jennifer... I don't know. Kale. She debuted in 1972, so that could be also maybe she's an old old fan favorite. But I don't understand. Again, maybe that is some people's favorite, but no one asks for Agatha. 
she was not a main character in the Marvel comics as much as they are trying to say. Maybe she was for a time. Right. I think they really got, like, I think Agatha was a big um, character. When they they had a a Scarlet Witch, um, oh my God, like, it's been years now at this point, but they had, Scarlet Witch had her own series. The art in it was very, like, red, black, and white, sort of. I mean, it had other colors Mm -hmm. in it, but that was kind of, like, the focus of the art. Um, and well, I, no, Agatha was a big character in that. I know, and I get that she's a big part of of Wanda, right? But I don't know why Marvel is picking these characters that are side characters to do this. Like, as they, I hate to say it, but if they were to make these shows and movies that cater first seventy five percent to fans of the actual books so get to the main big stories that we all want to see on big screen and sprinkle in some of that here's a small love interest on the side for the soccer moms that need that or whatever people will come watch your shows but when you do the opposite oh this person was a hit with these people again i love um oh fuck um uh is it Catherine Hahn? Um, yeah. Like, awesome. And yeah. I do want to see more of her, but not a whole show revolving around her. Yeah. She could have shown up in a movie or a side character in something else. Now we're getting side characters of side characters. Right. Ironheart. Again, I know that she was big in the comic books. Oh, listen, I'm all in for the Ironheart thing. No. There's like three black superheroes in all of the Marvel movies, so I think adding a, a couple of them... And that might be like side characters, I think is a great idea. All right. I'm not disagreeing with you (laughs) for what you're saying, because then it makes me sound like I'm taking (laughs) the opposite stance. (laughs) However, I don't think she was a big enough character to make a show around. Could have taken Rhodey and had her as a sidekick. No, fuck. Fuck that guy. (sighs) Fuck that guy. I don't find that character interesting at all. I would much rather watch an Ironheart show. But he was more known already and established. And again, you. I also to you. agree to. I mean, yes. I'm not a big War Machine yes. fan anyways. I think that I think that's the the problem Marvel's having right now is they're trying to appeal to a new generation of Marvel readers that we are not. And I don't know that those Marvel readers are translating into numbers because the as, as many of the kids who read those books might be watching the show, there is an equal amount of bitchy adults who are fucking noisier watching those shows. Well, here's the thing. Some of those shows, if they're going to be created for kids, then should be made sure. up front. These are G. Like- yeah. I don't even know that it needs to be for kids. Like, let's think about the Runaways, right? Not not in a Marvel like obviously not a Marvel property, but like to me that was more geared towards younger viewers. Yeah, I still kind of enjoyed it. Was it was a good show. The Runaways have been around for a while in comic book form, but like to me that's what an Ironheart show would be like. Yeah, and I guess if that was like what I was get, well, and I totally enjoyed that. Yeah, and they kind of presented it more. Kind of like that. But Ironheart, they're not really, to me, presenting it as that. I'm feeling it's more of a big machine battle, mm. maybe a little bit more than that. kids. They should not do that. 
I mean, I they, can, we should work for Marvel. We should. I don't understand. That's I think what I'm trying to say. This is yeah. our resume. I, I I just I don't understand. Even from even if I wasn't a Marvel fan, like if you even just think about fucking things for a second, like. <laughs> Really, just think about them. You know what way you're supposed to go with all of these, and the decisions they make just baffle me. Um, I was reading about this, so you you brought up Jennifer Kale, so I had to go down the wiki hole on Jennifer Kale, and it does look like so maybe this is a Secret Wars thing because she was there. An alternate version of her appears in the Secret Wars storyline. She's from Weird World. And she's the queen of the man things in that world. So I don't know if, like, that's how they're trying to bring her in. Is that it's going to be a Secret Wars tie-in, maybe? And okay. she's going to be this alternate version? If it brings a more man thing to the Marvel Universe... I mean, I'm okay with that. Then that's cool. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. I don't know. It is weird that they're, like, fan favorite. And it's, like, what, two fans? <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. That's what I'm like. <laughs> you could just say they're adding a new addition or old character. Yeah. You don't need to make up of. I think they get more play on those those low key sort of like you have to be a comic book nerd to know who this character is. Um, action. If they don't trumpet it like that, like if she just shows up in the show and then we have a podcast after watching it where we're like, dude, did you see Jennifer Kale showed up? And, and like. You know, and then you get the nerd cred from knowing who she is and being able to talk about her and stuff. Like, to me, that is a way better play than being like, ah, oh, the fan favorite of this character that no one has ever heard of before. <laughs> <laughs> that's not, to me, that's not a draw at all. Because everyone who's, who's read that is like, I don't, who the fuck is this? What do you mean, fan favorite? Anyway, sorry, go off. Of um, that. Some kind of cool news. Um, uh, I'm going to... Masako Nazawa. Okay. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, voice of Goku mm. from Dragon Ball. Okay. Um, the actress has been presented with a um, major cultural prize. Oh, good. Um, in anime for... I mean, she hasn't only just done this, but it's the... 71st Kan Kichiki prizes in Japan. And uh, she had won for not only this, but obviously Dragon Ball being a huge Japanese cultural yeah. phenomenon and having been there since pretty much the beginning. Um, that's kind of a, a cool thing to be awarded for, for sure. how long that's been going on. I've been seeing a lot more. I started subscribing to some... Uh, was it death battle or whatever again it's like a youtube channel that mm. takes random things they just had frieza versus megatron oh okay so like yeah yeah the battle to the death but like yeah. different universe people that would never fight and i don't know been on a dragon ball kick again mortal Kombat and dc <laughs> versus dc uh there's had plenty of games but yep. there was an actual movie pitch to... I thought they said to... no to that. Yeah, Warner Brothers did. Yeah. Again, fuck you, Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers just got sold, though, too, didn't they? Talks of. I don't. I didn't see... That's what I was going to get into next, but talks to Universal buying them. I don't know if that officially announced or if... Oh, expected to be sold yeah. to new owner, possibly Universal. 
So again, there's the rumors out there. But I also saw something of uh, it wasn't Nintendo, uh, Disney possibly buying EA as well, which gaming company, which. I don't know. Lots of more acquisitions going on. Lots of more monopolies. Disney Why not? Owns, um, Everything. What's the sports? FIFA? No, 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 no. The station. The sports station. Like what? Like a radio station? No, t- television, cable. Oh, ESPN? ESPN. Yeah. Yes. To me, to me, in my head, EA is mostly sports games, if not True. entirely at this point. So Disney buying EA makes sense since they own ESPN. In my head. I don't know if that actually makes sense in real life. But in my head, those two things are make sense. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, do you have any other things? Did you watch Blue Beetle yet? No. I watched it. What did you think? Um, It was better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, George Lopez is the shining star of that movie. Okay. His character is so funny and so good. Actually, I would say the the non-Jaime characters in that movie, and if you take out Jaime, Susan Sarandon's character, and Ted Cord's daughter, I can't remember her name, um, The like his family, like the side characters in that movie are amazing they cast those characters so well they wrote their dialogue so well their interactions are great beautiful shining success the rest is is an all right superhero movie it's an origin story so it's very typical of an origin story they don't get a lot into the ted court of it all but they do if you watch it's all in the background so like at some point in time they go to like his mansion and they go into his lair where he kept all of his stuff. So anybody who doesn't know anything about Blue Beetle, Jaime has the scarab attached to him. Ted Cord never had the scarab. He never had powers. Okay, yeah. He was always powerless. And that's the thing. I've never really known this version. Right. So he's got, Jaime's got like Iron Man type powers, except he can't, it's more symbiotic. Um, Ted Cord was all gadgets. Yeah. Um. But when you when you so when you go into and when they start going through like the gadgets on his little beetle plane ship thing, which looks exactly like it does in the comic books. I love it. There's even a point where they like rappel down on this bar, which is how he used to come out of the (laughs) the thing all the time. But they they like have his old costumes on like dummies and stuff like that. And there is a mannequin. So you have to be like really like into like old school Blue Beetle sort of storylines for this one. But they have this mannequin that has a pillow strapped around its waist. And there's an entire storyline that happened where Ted Court gained a bunch of weight. (laughs) And there was this whole storyline where like everyone was trying to help him lose weight. And I saw that pillow strapped around the waist of the mannequin. I was like, oh, my God, that is the best Easter egg I've ever seen in my entire life. You just reminded me of something funny just randomly the other day. I was at the grocery store, and a little kid, mom was right next to him, like, doing something. And this little girl was just standing up next to the mannequins on this little stand there. And I just was, like, when it interact, like, that's a very lifelike-looking mannequin. And then she's just, like, almost stopping to giggle because she's like, ah, I just fooled a a human adult. I'm very good at this. Like, (laughs) That's cute. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So so it ends with 
it's my understanding that the character of Blue Beetle and Jaime and the and the actor that plays him will be ongoing in the new um what's his fuck? Uh the guy who took over DC. Uh James Gunn. Yeah. In the new James <laughs> Gunn verse of it all. But the story's not canon. The this movie's not canon. Which is weird. So I could see some time travel shenanigans of maybe. But at the in. end of the movie, they do the tag where like Ted Cord shows up on like a video monitor and he's like, hello, can some hello, is my daughter there? Can somebody get a message to my daughter and let her know that I'm still alive? Ted Cord is still alive. And I'm like, ah, Ted Cord is still <laughs> alive. Because then maybe like, are we going to get Booster Gold too? Because <laughs> I don't think I made Booster Gold. Or a thing, but I would love a Ted Cord Booster Gold. That I mean, that's, that's everyone's dream. Yes, and that's why I almost feel like they will have both of these going forward. But one could be it's a different thing, and yeah. we can also get a different movie because I don't need these all connected. No, true. Yeah, but so I would yeah. say definitely watch Blue Beetle. I would if, in terms of like, like I, I it was better than Ant Man, the last Ant Man movie. So okay, yeah. I mean, I I do want to watch it. Uh, Here you I'll go. Try to watch it. Yeah. I'm assuming it's streaming now. I think so. Okay. I don't know. Josh just plays things, and okay. I don't know where they come <laughs> <Yeah>. from. <laughs> I played the fifth. <laughs> um, two last things. Uh, one cool thing. One. Well, they're both kind of interesting. So Marvel is teaming up with uh, whatnot. Uh, it's a live streaming shopping platform. So, okay. Uh, regard uh, whatever whoever's paying for this is giving one lucky Marvel fan uh, the opportunity to be on a cover plus in an actual issue, oh. and also help create the issue. Okay. Um, it will be a digital first comic, but also uh, will be kind of like a one off, like one shot. Okay. That retailers... So not ongoing. Yeah. Yeah, it's a one shot. Sure. But again. Uh, Is it like okay? How many? How much details do they give you on this? How much do you know about this offer? Well, already the contest is by the time this is posted is going to have already uh, because it comes out tomorrow. Okay, but for so for my own interest, Mm -hmm. since I have time, do you to to enter? Yes. Do you get to pick the character book? Well, it's going to be a like if I wanted to be oh. If I wanted to be in a comic book with Jean Grey, do you think that would be allowed? If it was a Lindsay and Jean Grey adventure? I think you could probably bring her on. I think why they're doing Avengers is to have, like, you know, a kid kind of be able to have multiple. Oh, children. (laughs) Well, it doesn't say that you need to be a child to win this. I'm like. (laughs) You can totally be an adult and win this. I'm assuming, though, they're thinking a young age kid will be more likely the one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that sucks. <laughs> no, I still think you should. And it, it, they, what they said is that the person will have, uh, you know, their thoughts of how the story should go in there. Yeah. So again, enter. I want you to win now just to say, <laughs> no, this can't be just Avengers. Jean Grey's got to come in somehow. It's Jean Grey and Lindsay's adventure. Yeah. And like, it has to be rated like um. Because if she's reading my mind, we all know how that's going to turn out. <laughs> they might have some stipulations. Just like, on... 
Cunt, 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 cunt. <laughs> Look at this fucking cunt. <laughs> uh, last thing, um, and we talked about it uh, in our last recording, but Rob Liefeld's uh, infamous uh, Captain America. Yes. Uh, his which, chesty, his chesty man, chesty McChest piece. Yes, um, which was for uh, the Heroes Reborn promotional art way yep. back in 1996. So again, everyone knows exactly what I'm talking about. Yep. Well, the original art is going on sale. Oh. Um, this is technically the second time it's been sold. It was sold originally to, I believe, a private collector, but um, without knowing that, uh, the I, th- I think they're called Heritage Hill or whatever the prop uh reseller auction site yep um doesn't have really it knows how to price this okay because they know it is a work of art but they also know it's kind of been memed so much but that is also what gives this more value yeah it's like a real life nft (laughs) yes so i am actually very interested in how this one goes does it have a reserve does it tell you how much like the starting no that's what they said they don't they don't have anything right now of when so five dollars I can only imagine $10. a little bit. A thousand dollars. I will. I will bid a thousand dollars on it. Let's see what happens. We could crowdfund this to. to I have a thousand dollars. I'll just pay for it. Okay. It'll be mine. Well, I will get you the. <laughs> hey, we'll get you this information too. You you sign right. up for that adventure book and okay. then also a bid for this. I will do all of these things, and then the next time I record, I'll be like, I didn't do any of those things. <laughs> <laughs> And you're like, how'd everything turn out, Linz? And I'll be like, I don't know. I didn't do any of it. <laughs> no, there is other artists, too, in this uh, event that they're doing. Okay. And, yeah, Heritage is the auction uh, place. Jim Lee, John Romita Jr., uh, other uh, artists are all going to have Do they have all the auction. listings up so you can see what the art is? Because I'm... I'm assuming, yeah, if you go over to the look up heritage auction they probably have something of the artworks up but that does it for this week all right well what a good fun packed full of adventure and laughs episode this was yeah we didn't really get into spooky season yet yeah there was a couple books that i saw we got come time out. there's some we got a, we got a whole nother it's gonna be closer to halloween the next time we record so we can I be real spoopy then costume i am so i'm gonna behind. be uh totally hair barbie nice i'll be totally uh 40s middle-aged ken you can be sugar daddy ken <laughs> yeah who is not a sugar daddy he's the daddy of the dog sugar fyi uh, did you watch the barbie movie i still haven't yet. no I st- I, just, I just need to pay and go out and see it. I just keep forgetting. They had an actual doll that came out in the actual line of Barbies that was called Sugar Daddy Ken. But his dog's name was Sugar, and he was the daddy. That is amazing. Of sugar. I like that. Yeah. I could maybe work with that. Stay thirsty for more sugar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that man, it was so creepy. 